Good morning. Uh, my name is Derek, and I'm the lead pastor here, so welcome to Christian Church Buckhead if you're new with us. And uh, today's a little bit different. Um, it's actually really, really an old, old style of church. A lot of these uh, church gatherings in the very first church were just conversations, people telling their stories uh, about their encounters with Jesus, about their faith, and so on. So we thought we would do that to close down uh, this series called Eleven. We turned Eleven this month, so it was really fun uh, to celebrate that and to talk about some vision. But uh, we didn't feel like we could go into the next series without talking about um, one of the big pieces of our church has always been creativity, art. And uh, we have so many artists uh, in the church, not just people who like to draw, but people who do that for their food and um, for their livelihood. And so uh, I wanted to talk to at least a couple of them. We couldn't talk to all of them. There's probably 25 people in the church that do art full time. And um, so we Actually, I sent an email out to all of them, and only two answered. So uh, that's why we just have two today. But uh, I want to introduce to you in just a second um, Jenny Reeves and Joel Mooneyhan, and uh, they're going to come up here and talk to talk to you, really, and I'll just sort of moderate that. But So if you would, please welcome uh, Jenny and Joel to the stage. <laughs> so uh, we've got three. We want to talk to three things, and they, these two came over to my place for dinner about a week and a half ago, and we talked through some of this, and some of the things that they, you know, I just sort of threw out some things, and they would just talk, and, um, and Jenny didn't think she had anything good to say, but I just kept writing things down and said, yeah. I'm going to send you what you just said, and you can say that, so, but I just let them talk, and so we've, we've put some things together here for three pieces of conversation, and the first one is just the journey into art, so we can kind of learn a little bit about who you are. Let me introduce them by skill set. Um, Jenny... I don't mean like who's better. <laughs> so, but Jenny is better. And um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But seriously. So, uh, <laughs> Joel can play slide guitar though. So yeah. I did chalk. He, yeah. Um, no, but Jenny grew up in Blairsville, Georgia. Blairsville, up in the mountains, and. Um, Ended up graduating from Savannah College of Art and Design down in Savannah uh, with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in illustration, design, something like that. So she's like the, and nowadays she's the print and communications director at a private school. So that means she does all the magazines and things in print, right? Awesome. Uh, Teacher notes and things. (laughs) Uh, But she started as a painter down there, which we'll get to because it's a funny story. Um, (laughs) And probably inappropriate, but. I'll, I'll give my email out in a minute. Uh, Joel also graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Mixed Media yeah. from Reinhardt. Yep. Uh, and also has a uh, Master's of Divinity from Asbury Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. So he's poor and educated. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so and he plays music and... Yeah. Um, sleeps on our couch occasionally. He's a renaissance man. He I'm just, a couch surfer. He's a couch surfer. I've slept on at least four couches at this church. Yeah. <laughs> Not at this church, but like people who go to this church. <laughs> Austin sleeps here. Yeah. <laughs> he used to. Austin used to attach his hammock to the office door handle and the baptistry staircase handle. And on Sunday mornings, I would come in and like, there's no sleep in there. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's get into the conversation here. What was the process of getting into art? 
what or who was it that guided you into this? And really the big thing is, at what point in your life did you say, this is, this is what I want to do? Um, <clears throat> well, I thought about that a lot. Uh, I think that's a question you get asked when you do art um, professionally. And I realized my big point was in second grade, of all things. Um, and it's a little cheesy, but when I looked back at the emotion of it, it made sense to me. Um, my mom had gotten me a new backpack with, like, this was 1986, um, with my name and bubble letters and that little ballerina bear and all this. And um, my friends wanted me to draw that for them. So the cool thing came when I could draw something that made other people happy. And so as in second grade world, that was a huge deal, you know. Um, but I think that's kind of where it all came from. When I realized I could do something that would make people happy, my family was very encouraging. I had um, chalk from, you know, the grocery store. It was a dollar, I think, and made little sunsets for everybody in my family and sprayed them with hairspray, you know, and <laughs> they'd hang them up like they were the best thing ever. And um, just having people ask you to draw things for them that they really liked. Um, so that's kind of where the emotion, I guess, behind it came from. Um, and then uh, my family was wonderful enough to send me to SCAD. Um, back when Savannah was a little sketchy still, um, I went in 97. <laughs> uh, my dad's words were, get back in the car, that kid's wearing a skirt and a dog collar. You're not staying here. <laughs> but, because um, I was barely 18, I graduated um, at 17 in very small town, so um, he was terrified. <laughs> But um, I won that battle, thankfully, and loved it. Never looked back. Um, amazing faculty. They taught me the business side of art, again, so you can kind of learn how to feed yourself and, and do what you love. Um, and, and yeah, some other funny stories that come And along. you met your husband there, who's <laughs> also an artist. My wonderful, wonderful I'm husband. Is he over here? Yeah. Wave around. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> awesome. Was that all of it? Can, can you tell the first <laughs> nude model Derek story? Derek loves story. It is kind of odd. So a big part of learning to draw and learning to paint is drawing the natural form, right? So. Um, what do you mean by natural form? <laughs> <laughs> Naked people. Okay. Um, so, so we, um, again, barely 18. <coughs> this is um, why we already took up offering. What did you um, I'm, we're in, we've been in drawing one, so this is first semester, this is maybe two months into school, and um, we all have our charcoal, and we all have our easels, and a big oval, and we know it's the day of our first nude model, and we have no idea what to expect. We're basically all terrified a little bit, you know. Everything is silent. Um, this guy comes in, he's got shorts and a t-shirt on, and I'm relieved for a little bit, so I was like, cool, so he's not naked. But he was, he takes his clothes off, and um, so we start drawing, and I, <laughs> my dad laughed later, because my drawing is completely filled out from head to like mid-torso and feet to like upper thigh, <laughs> and I just kind of left all this stuff in the middle, because I don't want to look too long, you're like, like this, you know? Um, so as I'm trying to do this the best way I can, um, Again, it is deathly silent, because we're like, do you talk while there's someone naked in the room? You know, it's just weird. Um, I turn over, my entire tray of charcoal slams to the floor, and it, I mean, it is just so loud. 
So then the naked man puts down his prop and walks over to help me. <laughs> and I am trying my best to like pick up my charcoal and not look at him too closely. And then he starts talking to me and I'm like, naked people don't talk, what? No, just go back to the middle of the room. Um, yeah, a little unforgettable. <laughs> and that man was Ian Reeves. Joel. Yeah, I don't have anything that cool <laughs> that happened to me. Um, I, I guess I just always, I don't remember not drawing stuff. Um, like we'd, we'd have, uh, well, first, I guess my grandfather was a, he painted, he was self-taught, and he grew up in Cherokee County, and he, he could do anything. He could build anything. Um, he was just, I mean, they, they don't make him like that anymore. He built his house, uh, and when I say he built his house, like he built all of it. He, no one helped him. Um, but he, he would go and knock these trees down and then plane the wood and make frames, uh, and he would paint these scenes from places he grew up in Marietta and Canton and all these places. And they're just, they're gorgeous. My brother's here. He knows they're just awesome. Um, really detailed and huge. And I just always would watch him when I was little, like before I even knew I was watching. And I guess I just was always into it. And I remember um, I would get, I'd find a pencil and anything that had a surface, like, I was the kid that drew on the wall, and like uh, when we left, we left the parsonage in Rome. Like there was still drawings that I had done on the inside of the pantry door. That I'd, at the time, my parents gave me like the you shouldn't do that talk. But then the fact that they never got rid of it, I'm like they probably thought that was cute. I think <laughs> maybe um, or like uh, we gave Granddaddy, Nanny, and Granddaddy a television one Christmas. And I drew all over the box before we wrapped it. I just like I was like a caveman. I would just draw on anything, <laughs> walls, paper that I found, just scraps, and I just never hadn't done it. And I, it just developed as I got older, and uh, it was a big part of who I was. And I don't know. It just to me that was just the tra trajectory I was on. It was like I was gonna. I wanted to go to school for art, and then I wanted to um, go to the school for ministry. It was just. just I just never. I, it's hard to say that there was a moment. It was just more like a, a thing that kind of awakened as I grew. So. Well, and one of the things that I think is key to this conversation is um, talking about art and faith and when those two things came together. And it was interesting when we were talking at our house, um, it was always that way for you, but not for you. And so um, let's talk about that for just a minute. Like, when did art and faith come together for you? What was that process? Uh, we'll start with you because it's a little different. And then okay. we'll well, I, I personally, like, privately, they always were joined because it was always some sort of expression. Like, they were just, um, they were so, so much a part of my life for so long that I, it was always just a way for me to connect. But I always hated the idea of being a Christian artist because Christian art, is bad. <laughs> a lot of it is just really terrible, and um, it doesn't bring anything new to the discussion. It doesn't, it's not very thought-provoking. When you see, like, Blue-Eyed Jesus and Blonde-Haired Mary, everyone's seen that, and they know that story, and people who aren't inclined to believe it aren't going to listen 
at that point. And I just always struggled with how do I, how do I tell this story in a way that is my way of telling it, but that also doesn't eliminate, you know, a big group of people. Because, I mean, if you're going to tell the story, you need to tell it so that people want to hear it. And so I fought for a long time not to do anything because I didn't want to become one of those. And I felt real convicted uh, on, there was an Easter Sunday I remember real specifically, and these three images came to my head about, here's how you can tell that story. And, um, and I wish I had brought pictures of them. But, and so I did them, and I, I ended up, uh, because of those pieces, I ended up getting into this gallery uh, and with a bunch of people that had no faith at all. And it was just really interesting, the conversations that happened because of that and kind of getting over the fear I had of being labeled a Christian artist and just doing what I believed in and doing it honestly. And uh, it kind of, once I gave into that and let go, um, it was just a, it, it, it grew and did things I never would have imagined otherwise. So. Um, and I guess for me, um, it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> really, um, we had known Derek and uh, McDonough, and Ian and I started coming here in one of your very first series, I guess, right? Um, Heart, Mind, Soul, Strength. He said, hey, how about you guys do some paintings for these? And we were really excited, and um, pre-babies, we did, you know, it was just Ian and I, so we came every day after work and spent five or six hours in the basement. We were building panels and painting and designing and repainting and all this stuff, and um, just poured everything we had into that series, you know, and um, I mean, I remember when we were done, we said, so how are we going to display them? I mean, we didn't even really have that worked out, you know, it was such a new <coughs> idea, um, and since then, it's just been a journey, a path that I couldn't, can't even, couldn't have imagined. Um, every time you tell us the next series, and it's like, okay, how am I going to represent that, and I always laugh because Joel has gotten ones like creation and I get one like forgiveness or something like, you know, oh, okay, I know what to do for that. Um, so. But again, he needs the easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're trying to make it's me. Because I'm simple. <laughs> this, this one was color by number. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I really think mine was. If you ever interview me, I'm toast. I know. <laughs> no, it's fine. The roast of Joel. <laughs> mine was definitely an accident, and it was actually your idea. So, yeah, but it's been wonderful. And so the second question to that is, well, and I appreciate what you were saying about Christian art because it has changed in in the modern era. But in the ancient world, through the medieval times, the Big church deal. was the forerunner of art. I mean, yeah. they were the the front runner in that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, and I don't mean to. There's there have been a lot of really great uh, pieces of work that reflect the faith, and I don't. I, I joke about Christian art being bad, but there's really good stuff uh, about that. Um, but I don't like sanitizing a story that does not have any business being sanitized. And uh, it's, I mean, it's not always a pretty story. Um, whether I mean, whether you're talking about the Bible story or the story of anyone's life, it's not always pretty. And I just I don't like dressing it up to be something that's not. Well, and I think it's because, <coughs> again, until the modern era, probably the Reformation forward, there wasn't a separation between mm. faith and life, um, evidenced in that Martin Luther could take bar songs 
yeah. and put Amadi Fortress as our God to the music, and then boom, we've got an inter- intersection of faith and right. his buddies at the pub. So art was the same. I mean, art was that way. It just was an expression. Yeah. But it's, pr- it's fairly modern that we've said, this is the Christian world, and then this is everything else. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't even like the term like Christian artist because I'm just an artist who happens to believe a certain thing. And it's, I mean, you don't, you don't say a Christian UPS worker, right. or whatever. I mean, you know, it's so. It's not necessary. No, it's not yeah. necessary. It's, I mean, I'm both of those things, but I mean, I'd, I'd be one without the other. I think, I hope. Yeah. But. I am a Christian preacher, though. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. <laughs> that matters. There are some different. There are some non-Christian preachers. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> um, some would doubt that. But all right. Is art, I love this question, is art an expression of your faith or a way into deeper faith or some combination of both? Um, I, again, referring to notes, I, I think my, for me it's both. Um, I think an expression of faith for sure because um, some of my favorite pieces, I, um, well, first I try to start with, you know, we come in here and we take the old art down and um, usually have some help priming everything. So everything that was there goes away and you start from just blank white canvas or panel um, and writing the verse for the next series out just to kind of get my head around things. Um, and then some of them come together, you know, but some of them are just such a struggle and, and really I just think there's no way that this is going to be worthy of hanging in front of everyone and then all of a sudden... You know, um, really, I think God steps in and um, it, it comes together, you know. And the next morning, everyone is so gracious and, oh, it looks great or whatever. Um, I think that definitely, um, and it just gets, it gets more and more deeper into faith. I think the, the longer that we do this, the, when we started, um, we didn't have babies. It was just Ian and I, and um, now with two kids, and little kids, um, I have a whole team of people that have to help Ian being first, and then Lindsay and Keith and Sarah Brockman, and anyone I can rope in from our small group, um, you know, come help prime, come help trace something, you know, watch your baby, uh, because it takes the way I do them, I haven't figured out how to, Joel can simplify things and do, I have, I just picked the most complicated route, I feel like, but I haven't been able to do a series in less than 12 hours or so, so it's really um, just a whole planning process that has to come together, and I think just deciding to take the time out of life, which has gotten more complicated with kids and, like, careers advancing, but just deciding that that's going to be a priority um, definitely, definitely, um, you know, has, has grown my faith and just trust that this is something I'm supposed to be doing, at least for the time. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think it's, it's got to be both for me, too, because, I mean, there are times where I'm only creating something because I, I have, like, I have to for me. I just, to either process something or to work through something or just, sometimes just out of boredom. Like, I, uh, my mind wanders, and so, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll doodle on napkins. Um, and just, I mean, I always have a pen. I have to have something. Um, so a lot of times it is just, it is the, to deepen my faith because it just gives me focus. 
I mean, if nothing else, sometimes it's just something to get my mind in one spot. Um, and sometimes it is to work through stuff. But then it's, it does also become an expression of faith because if you really, um, I mean, all the greatest art is art that can be about a personal experience but that's transcendent. And so um, I feel like it, it becomes that expression of faith because uh, if it's really that important to you, if it's really that much of who you are, you can't help but, it can't help but be something that, um, that you want to show people but that also resonates with folks. And it's, it's, it's rare to never that we put a word or the, what the art represents on the painting for that very reason um, because people interpret it differently. It's, it's interesting because there'll be something up there like this one and there'll be 10 different interpretations of that. Although this one's fairly literal. We just turned 11 as a church, so yeah. 11. Really amazing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> really complicated stuff. But some of them, if they're just like a floral thing or if it's just like a random abstract bunch of colors or whatever, like people throughout the series tend to like make their own connections to it. And it may not be what you thought up or you thought up, but it, it's always cool that people. Uh, and it's no less valid for not being right. the thing I thought or the thing you thought. Yeah. Because yeah. they're bringing to bear their own experiences. We had a um, we have a lot of photographers that come in and out of here, but there was one years and years and years ago, a, a good friend of ours named Chris Lowe, and he was here finishing his master's in photography, and um, and he said he said something to us or to me one Sunday. He said, "I want to give photography to the church." That was like his thing, and um, I didn't know what that meant, but he he was offering me something, and he said, "I want to give." Uh, photography to this church and that's kind of what you're doing with art right I mean yeah yeah I think um, that yes yes I mean exactly yes. he said it really well I think if you can is this working okay, okay. Um, just the fact that we're presented with the opportunity to share something yeah. we've been blessed with um, with everyone and again I think um, this church family is so loving and so encouraging. I've never done something and had someone come up to me and say, really? You know, or what, even, <laughs> even when I think it's maybe struggling a little bit. But, um, yeah, just being encouraged and um, just having the chance is, is amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, there's more to offering and giving than money and an offering plate. And, I mean, it's people give their time and they give their energy. And, I mean... A lot of people don't realize how much effort goes into getting up just once, like how many people get to church, in any church, you know, an hour before the doors open just to make sure. And that's an offering. And um, we, I mean, we just happen to do something that uh, is a little flashier sometimes. But I mean, it's still, I mean, it's, you're offering something of yourself. And let's talk about that because a lot of people don't know what goes into this. So let's talk about the whole <laughs> process because it does involve like, well, a lot. So here, I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let you start. Um, there was that one painting though that people thought, because you said nobody said anything, but there was that one painting. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell it? Yes. So we did this We've series already, yeah. called um, Unlove. Unlove. I thought it was really creative. God's love is like unrelentless. It's unreasonable. Like we had all this cool stuff. So Unlove. We just made up a word, and she wrote it in like script up up Excited. the side of the painting, and. It was really cool looking. It was one of my favorite pieces, actually. And I come into church one, the this first Sunday it's up, and this guy stops me right over here, and he says, um, why does it say whore? 
And I looked at it, and I was like, kind of does say that. Because <laughs> the U looked like a, like a W. I mean, like, it just, it was really, like, shaky. So we, tr- we got through that series fast. It like, didn't to me. Yeah. Look, so. I, yeah. Uh, maybe that was the wrong choice. I never used that font again. Yeah. We're going to um. condense this series into one week <laughs> yeah. and move on. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, so tell us funny, about the process. That was a funny... Okay. Um, <laughs> what was the first of the process? Yeah, yeah so um, it, is, it is a process. Thankfully, it, it has, with repetition, gotten a little less bumpy. Um, but again, you give us a, you give us a word or... Um, the message for the next series, and then it's just brainstorming. And usually, I talk to Ian. Um, we, I read scripture. He and I bounce ideas back and forth. Um, I do graphic design full time, so I tend to lean towards fonts and that kind of thing sometimes. And he pushes me back from that a little bit. Um, and um, sometimes it's really hard. I remember for the forgiveness series, I wound up painting gears, which like from a machine, um, which is kind of a hard connection for some people. Or um, we did a journey series that was, um, what was the big staircase? Um, I think it was a journey series. And um, just trying to get some kind of image that might speak to people across um, different points in their faith. And um, so there's the idea, which is very difficult. And from there, it's just technical. We the, We've changed the format. We used to have squares we've been up to nine squares before now we're down to these panels which are actually doors um but i draw it off and then we make um, i do line drawings for each panel and then have transparencies that we use to draw them off and then um and then i just jump in and usually mine are painted you've bounced outside that which is very brave i've painting is my thing so that's what i've gone back to most often but um yeah then it's just getting in here and trying to make it all happen. Um, some of them have been simple enough where I've pulled in anyone who could help. Um, well, I guess I've gone off a little bit on a few. We did one that was words. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was just a wall of squares of foam core hooked together with little rings. Um, I had friends who helped that one that will never again. I think Haley said, <laughs> I'm out. She's, she did 300 of those little rings that, sun, that day. Her thumbs were, like, bleeding. So we've lost some volunteers that way. But, um, yeah, just um, it is a process, a process, and it is a sacrifice. Um, I think with time, it's a challenge. But, um, but we just hope we get something up that everybody can see the message through. My process is a little more organic. I just pick the easy ones and ask Derek. No. Creation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it kind of starts the same way for me. Um, my, uh, I mean, you're, you're trained in painting. And uh, I kind of, ba- I mean, I bounced around in art media. class. I did mixed yeah. media. Um, so I, I, I dumpster dove to make art. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I did. I don't care. Um, <laughs> don't judge me. Uh, <clears throat> so my mind goes to, it goes in different directions when I have, like the first one I ever did was, I, and I never would do it again, but I, I literally built the whole thing and um, used uh, <coughs> reclaimed wood and uh, like tore up a Bible, tore up a Bible, don't get mad, uh, to make an image. And um, so I, 
I've, and of all the kind of art that there is to do, I've never felt quite at home, quite as at home with painting. So that's part of the reason I don't do it as much. You're a good fit. Yeah, so it just kind of, but for me it starts with that same kind of like, what's the basic idea, what's the, what's the word, or what's the, um, like we were talking about, like, like sometimes there's a song that somebody writes, like you know that's the thing they built up to. And so like, where is this going, where does it, what do we want people to, um, where is this landing? Well, and sometimes you're ahead of me. You're more responsive. Like, I'll say, this is what we're doing next, and then you start working. And sometimes you'll text me a photo of something you drew on a napkin, <laughs> or you'll text me and say, hey, I want to talk about the next series, which I may not even know what that is. But you have a picture in mind, and sometimes right. we do that way. We go backwards. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time driving, so my mind has time to, yeah. like, I don't have children and <laughs> spouse and stuff, so yeah. I don't have much else to think about. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and but as far as like I can't even get through one song on my point seven mile yeah commute here. <laughs> oh yeah, I have I'm like driving to South Carolina and right yeah. Home, but um, as far as the actual process of doing it, it's very much the same. You just got to block out some time, and um, sometimes it's something that's simple that you can just kind of fire off, and then sometimes you got to do the transparency thing. Um, I mean, it's a lot of good artists just cheating mm -hmm. and like learning how to. Uh, solving a problem like how do I get this of this scale yeah. and then you start with something small and then blow it up and trace it to whatever so in terms of the service piece because I think that's applicable to everybody but have there been times where you've just been deep involved in a project here and it's frustrating you don't think you can get it finished um, and the thing that gets you through is not just the deadline of like it's gonna go up bad or good but that it's not about you, you know what I'm saying? Like, because there's got to be a point where you're so frustrated that you got to get out of the middle. Um, tell us about that. Absolutely, I think um, I think I tend to jump in over a little bit over my head sometimes um, because I'm used to painting on a something smaller on an easel, and I still, after eight years, forget the scale of what I'm doing. Um, so. Easter a couple years ago I did an image of um, a new sprout of green and it has these very delicate drops of water on it and the lighting was very delicate and I think I repainted it like three times probably um, to get it exactly how I wanted and I would get I of course I got so frustrated and I would just walk away we've usually got them leaned up against the stage here so just walk away and just completely stop and then um, come back and start again and jump in and um, I think you have to take yourself out of it I think one of the most brilliant things we've done that people didn't really believe in the beginning is just paint over them every series um, So we have hours and hours and years of work layered underneath these things, but um, You know I was thinking about this um, Last night if I did a piece as a commission and signed my name to it I would not want to just go paint white over it, you know a week after I've finished it because it has my name on it because my name is on there you know um, but these I don't I don't sign they're not mine so painting them over each week or each series it does it keeps you out of it it's not um, it's not personal it's like what you said which is perfect it's an offering um, so you're able to come in and renew that offering every every series yeah I mean I the one I did before this one, I was in here doing it, and I thought it's just it was just a drawing of a crane, like a, I mean, of a a building crane, and 
I started doing it, and I thought, this is a bad idea. Like, I just, uh, but I, on one hand, like, you're committed. You're in. And people are counting on you to do it. And you can't just say, well, I didn't, I, did, I didn't like the idea, so I, I, d I just didn't feel it. And it does force you to say, well, it doesn't matter what you feel because this is, you're not doing this for you. You're doing this because, uh, one, because people are counting on you, but two, because it's, it's your offering. And it has nothing to do with your pride or how, how good you think the idea is. And you just have to, to do it. And uh, it, it, again, takes you out of the middle. And you just realize, it, yeah, that's true. And this is, regardless of how I feel about it, this is where I'm at. And uh, I got to trust that the idea will, will hold and that it will, that it will mean something. So a lot of it has to do with like the faith and not just faith in yourself, but faith in the idea that the idea is bigger than you are. <coughs> That's good. Jenny, um, you said something that I thought was deeply profound uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this, and I'm paraphrasing, but you said that art as service to the church is first, it's first a chore, then it's a gift, and the only way to sustain uh, is to remove yourself from the middle of it. Um, so at first it's a chore, then it's a gift. Talk about that, because I think that's really good. Yeah, I think, um, I think, and, and I go back and forth on the first two. I, I was so excited. I feel like my first reaction when you asked us to paint the first time was just, oh my gosh, I get to do this, you know? Um, and then we got to, after the first series came down, well, you want to do it again, you know? And then it was, oh, well, okay. And then again, and then again, you know, and that <laughs> was eight years ago. So, um, I mean, we talked about the slideshow at the beginning. We had so many more photos. If we did a slideshow of eight years of art, it would, it would last a lot more than 40 seconds. Um, cause there's just been, there's been so much, um, so yeah, first, excitement, I think it, it's definitely a gift. It's amazing to have people support you like this, that like, I mean, I have Ian behind me, I have, like I said, Lindsay and the Brockmans help all the time, people in our small group, um, and just friends. That part of it is, is definitely a gift, but there's, there is a chore to it when you have to redo it every time, you know? Um, especially before the babies, we did every series, it was every like four to six weeks come in, take them down, paint them white, start over again, you know, and, um, and again, I don't work quickly, and I work pretty complicated, um, you know, it's, it's painting, so it takes a while, um, I think we've spent probably 20 hours on a series, and that's over, like, a Friday and Saturday, um, so, chore, then it gets to chore, and then you realize you just gotta, it can't be about you, it can't be, this is something that I do for me, this is, um, I mean, like we talked about a minute ago, it's, it's got to be bigger than that. Otherwise, you would never, you would never do that. I mean, like I said, with a commission piece, you would never paint it and then paint over it again and then, you know, sign your name to it, start over. You would never, you would never do that. Um, so I think that's what's helped us survive is just to keep ourselves out of it. Um, so I just looked at my watch and we've run away. So... <laughs> And we've got a lot of questions left, but let's just do one more uh, just for the sake of time. And um, which project has meant the most to you spiritually? And uh, maybe explain that. Do you want to go first? You can go ahead. Well, I'll, 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, wow, I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, You're not. <laughs> um, I, I thought about this question a lot, um, again, because we've been doing it for eight years. And um, I think that I have several favorites, but one of my most recent, um, it's, I think it's been since at least Isla was here. Ian and I were here. It was just us, and um, it was a Lord's Prayer series, and we had the panels like this, and they were all white, and we, it was my idea. Ian didn't believe we could pull it off, but um, <laughs> it was just writing the Lord's Prayer over and over and over, and um, he's always helped me with, with all the paintings, and so it was just so simple and so awesome to, it was my handwriting and then his handwriting and then my handwriting, and we had lined it all off, so we just had to write over and over and over. And it began very simply, and he was over here, and I was over here. But by the end, we were, you know, stepping on each other, trying to layer up all the text. And um, I don't know if you guys remember that one. Um, but I think that's one of my favorites, because it was just this little chunk of time where, you know, I have my greatest supporter helping um, create this piece. And it was just the two of us, and it was just the Lord's Prayer, and just over and over, and something simple like handwriting. There was no... There wasn't that much of a struggle. It was very simple. Um, but in the end, it was, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, I, I mean, my favorite one is the one I did on the Lord's Prayer also. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I mean, there are, there are several that I've done that just as, as art I like. Um, but the Lord's Prayer thing ended up meaning a lot more to me than I thought it would. Uh, it's the biggest piece I've ever done in scale because it was... And this was the one that was all the panels, the wood. Yeah. We sold them, raised money for missions for that. Yeah, so it was like incredible piece. It was ten feet tall and twelve feet wide, and it was sixty individual panels. And um, I had the idea that wouldn't it be neat to sell some of these and then use that money for the uh, the Beyond Sunday offering? And um, maybe a little cocky on my part to think I would want to buy anything I did, but. Uh, but as the idea came, and I thought, I wonder if I can pull this off. And then, when I pitched it to you, and you're like, "Yeah, it sounds good," I thought, "What did I just, what did I just sign myself up for?" Because then I realized how big I was trying to go with it. Um, so I, I built each individual panel, and I was actually I used the framing brackets my granddaddy had when um, he did his own framing. Uh, so it was kind of cool getting to bring those back in there. But um, I had this idea for it, and it was every word, every panel was a different word of the Lord's Prayer, and it was all these different colors, and it was, um, and kind of the idea was that the Lord's Prayer is something we say in community, our Father, and uh, so to something that when you saw one piece, you you recognize that it was part of a greater whole, and it it was it might be good on its own, but it's better you know with this whole um, as a part of the bigger picture. Um, but the coolest thing about it. I did the panels, I built them, I, uh, and then I had the idea for the, the pictures I want to draw on each one, but then to paint each one a solid color was going to take me a long time, and, um, and I honestly just didn't feel like taking that much time just to roll, uh, so I, I called some friends of mine up at the restaurant I used to work for and said, got this project, we're doing this thing, it's great and raise money, all this other stuff, and... So we went to their house, and they have this big front yard. And we invited a few, I mean, a few people who worked at the restaurant. We all got together. And then before it was over, there were 20 or 30 people there I didn't know. 
who all just thought, this sounds like fun. And they came out and grabbed a roller, and it was kind of spotty rainy that day, so every, every 30 minutes or so, it'd start to drizzle, and we'd have to cover everything with a tarp, and then run inside, and um, somebody went and bought a bunch of hamburgers and hot dogs, and it just turned into this, it turned into church with a lot of people who don't go to church, who maybe had a bad experience with it or just aren't there, and it truly was like, I've, it was so beyond my idea or whatever, and it, it was this thing that people got together because they they thought it'd be fun, but they also believed in something bigger than themselves, and they, um, this little community broke out for, for eight hours, and it was like a little, like a window into heaven for just a second, and the fact that people were willing to help um, and to be a part of that and to facilitate that was just, it was awesome. I love that story, too, because it's one of those that, you know, if we were in the Jesus time, you would say, well, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like this night at Joel's house. Right. <laughs> you know, I, and it's literally I can only it hope. Yeah. That's, very, that's very kind of you <laughs> to say that. There might be people who disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true, you know what I'm saying? Like, he would look at something like that and say, that's actually what God is doing is bringing people together in weird ways. And the the interesting thing about that project is your friends who don't attend here probably never will, but they had no idea that what they were doing was in the long run funding underground yeah. restoration work in Honduras that right. we've been supporting for years. They had yeah. no idea that by painting this thing red and helping you out, we keep missionaries on the ground in depressed and oppressed areas. I just think that's yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, they just they checked into their thing, yeah. and it was awesome. Cool. Well, listen, um, we we miss a lot of questions, but this is what happens when you have conversations. But <laughs> yeah. um, we we appreciate so much what you have done for eight years, and what you have picked up in the last couple of years with us, and and the many other artists that help out. We, as she said, we only have a couple of things left from the early days. This is my favorite of the subway painting, and then this is one Ian did. It's one of four. It's got the sovereign on it, so we we like that one. (laughs) Um, Sovereign over us, but um, so and and it's true. I mean, these doors have been hanging here for over a year, so there's over a year's worth of message series underneath there. And I've said to people, um, these these have become our stained glass because stained glass. Uh, when it was first invented, was a way to tell the, the Jesus story. I mean, it's all, that's all it was. It was just for people who couldn't read. And, um, and so they could look at it and see the story visually. Plus, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's uh, incredible. But we just thank you so much for what you do. And, uh, and eight more years and uh, many more years. Right. But um, thank you so much for everything. So let's thank these two, and then we'll close. Um, <laughs> Just one announcement before we stand and close in the Lord's Prayer together, since we've been talking about that the last few minutes, but we're starting a brand new uh, teaching series next week through the story of the Good Samaritan, and it's so familiar that we don't even know what it's about anymore, so we're going to go back into it and take it all the way to Easter uh, weekend, so make sure you're back next week. We're just going to settle down into this great old story 
uh, that Jesus told. And uh, we'll learn some new things and be challenged in some new ways. But uh, to, to dismiss, let's stand and we'll say the Lord's Prayer uh, together. And then you'll be dismissed. Words are on the screen if you're not familiar with it. And we'll say these together. Uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Grace and peace. We'll see you next Sunday.